Hello, Fujifilm photographers. Welcome to episode 31 of the Better Fuji Photos podcast. I'm John Peltier. In this episode, we're going to talk about the Q button, that little button on the top or the back of the camera labeled, well, Q, which is a quick menu for you to easily and quickly be able to adjust certain camera settings. Mostly speaking to the JPEG photographers, but I do just want to note that towards the end, we are going to offer some recommendations for how RAW-only photographers can benefit from this menu also. Just as a quick note for those of you who are in our Fujifilm Photographer membership, we have added some new lessons to the Lightroom guide. Uh, we're adding new lessons every couple of weeks, and we have now started getting into the develop module for processing your photos. So the first lesson goes into an orientation of the develop module for both Lightroom Classic and the mobile version of Lightroom. You also have three more days left to get in your submission for the August 2023 Fujifilm Photographer Member Photo Challenge. That photo challenge is framing. So create a photo where you're using framing as a compositional element for your chance to be submitted to a $50 gift card raffle. You can find information about the Lightroom Guide, all of our other courses, and the photo challenge at photocourses.link slash Fuji members. Use the code POD20 if you're not a member to get your first three months at 20% off after a free three-day trial period. Now getting back to that Q button, the quick menu is what it's called in Fujifilm cameras. This button works in both movie and still photography modes, and it also has a playback mode. So depending on what you're doing, you press the Q button, you're gonna get some kind of menu that comes up. What we're gonna be talking about specifically in this episode is the Q button in shooting mode, both for stills and movies, but specifically speaking to still photographers. And this menu lets you program up to 16 slots. Some cameras allow you to program four, eight, or 12 also, and we'll see how to do that later. But the real question we need to answer first is, what's this menu even for? It does have some default settings and a lot of photographers never change the default settings for the quick menu, which is totally fine if you're not gonna use it. If you do want to use this menu, I would really recommend customizing it to your style. As I alluded to in the intro, this button is a lifesaver for JPEG photographers. Those photographers who wanna style their image in the camera, this button, well, it's at least my go-to. And I'll also give you some ideas for how RAW-only photographers can use this menu. But for the JPEG photographers, this menu really allows you to quickly change your image styling settings without having to go into any menus at all. You press the Q button and that screen comes up with a bunch of different menu options. You just highlight the setting that you want to change and rotate the command dial to change it. You don't have to go into any menus. You're just using the selector pad or the joystick and the command dial. Better yet, a lot of the newer cameras also give you the option to use a transparent background behind the Q menu. So as you are adjusting those settings, you can actually see what those adjustments are doing to your image real time. And I'll give you some ideas for which settings to program, but First, let's look at the basic setup for the Q menu. First, you need to determine if the Q button is even active. 
you can deactivate the Q button or assign the quick menu to a different button altogether. A lot of photographers do this. They find that that little Q button is way too easy to accidentally press. And so you can just reprogram it to not do anything at all. And if you bought your camera from someone else and you didn't reinitialize the settings, you may find that this button doesn't work at all. So from the shooting menu, press and hold the display back button, and that's gonna take you to the button programming screen. And then you can just scroll to the Q option and set that to none if you don't want it to be active at all. Or if the button's not working, uh, maybe it's already been programmed to none, you can set that to the function quick menu. Or if you want to reassign the quick menu to any other control in the camera, set the Q button to none, and then reassign some other button to quick menu. Just make sure you remember which one it is. You can even recall the quick menu using the touch functions. So the touch screen, you can swipe up, down, left or right to bring up the quick menu. Once you figure out how you want to activate that quick menu, and it's really nice to have that customizable, you can also customize how many slots, how many spaces you want to have in that quick menu. If you have an older camera, like the X-T2, well, it's an easy decision. You're going to be stuck at 16 spaces. But for newer cameras, you can try out different combos. You can actually save an entirely different setup for each of four, eight, 12, or 16 different slots. And you'll find those options in the button dial setting menu. So press menu, go to setup, and then button dial setting. You'll see an option for edit, save, quick menu. And in the newer cameras, you'll actually see two of those options. One is gonna have a still camera icon next to it for still photography mode. And the other is going to have a video camera icon next to it, obviously for movie mode. So you can have a different quick menu for both still photography mode and movie mode. Once you go into that menu, you're going to select how many you want to use if your camera has that option. Otherwise, like I said, it's gonna be 16 for the older cameras. And if you can select how many spaces you want to have, then that'll take you into the programming screen. And we're gonna talk about the programming screen a little bit more in just a minute, but you may need some time to kind of figure out how many spaces you prefer. 16 can get very crowded, but it gives you a lot of options to have in there. Four is really easy to navigate, but then again, you only get four options to put into that menu. So they better be four that you're going to use all the time. And actually in some cameras, that first slot might be reserved for the shooting mode. So where it says for 8, 12, or 16, you can really only customize one less uh, from that number. Now I like 12, I started with 16, in the older cameras and then in the newer cameras, I just found that I was overwhelmed when I pulled up the quick menu. There was just too much stuff for my eyes and my brain to look at, and I don't like that. So I went down to 12 options, and I found that 12 actually works really well. I can put everything I need in there, nothing more and nothing less. Before we get into what that is, how to program it, let's look at the background option. Those newer cameras also have a transparent background option. And that's what I was talking about earlier to see what your adjustments are doing as you're making those adjustments. In cameras that have this option, you're usually going to find it in the setup menu 
and then screen setting menu towards the end. It's called Q menu background. In the uh, transitionary cameras, the cameras where this feature was still brand new, you're actually gonna find the Q menu background option in the button dial setting menu next to the edit save quick menu option where you went to program how many slots you wanted. The Q menu background option is gonna be right there next to it. But you can choose a black background if you don't want to have the distraction of the image behind that menu. Otherwise, the transparent option is a really nice feature to have. You're not gonna see the whole image. Some of that image is gonna be hidden by those menu options. The more menu options you have, the more of the image is going to be hidden, but it's still a really nice thing to be able to see. Now on to the programming. Like the number of slots and the background type, transparent or black, what you actually program into your Q menu is just gonna take some experimentation. But to program it, all you need to do is press and hold the Q button from the shooting screen. And that's gonna take you into the quick menu programming screen. So you'll see all of the available slots that you can program. Again, in some cameras, that first slot might be reserved for the shooting mode, but then you just highlight the slot that you want to program with either the joystick or the selector button, and then press okay to see the list of all of the different functions you can program into the quick menu. You just go through that list, select the item you want to put in that slot, press okay, and repeat this entire process until you've programmed that entire menu. Now, when I'm out photographing for the JPEG, like for personal work, I'm on my quest to get those perfect JPEGs, style everything just right in the camera so I don't have to process anything later on. The Q menu is the first place that I go to. I spend a lot of time in the Q menu. So here's my recommendation for how you may want to program it based on my workflow for JPEG photography. If you're a raw-only photographer, stick with us for a few more minutes and we'll get to that. Uh, and this is also going to be for that 12-slot option. So first is the film stimulation. When I approach a scene that I want to photograph, the first choice that I make is which film stimulation do I want to use? So that is the first slot in my quick menu. Then I have dynamic range. If it's a very high contrast scene, I may set 200 or 400 for the dynamic range, or if it's low contrast, or if I want contrast, I'll turn it off. So that's the second option. The third option that I have is color, and this allows me to adjust the saturation, uh, increase or decrease the saturation of the base film simulation that I just chose. Then I have highlight tone to adjust the contrast of just the highlight or the bright areas of the photo, and then shadow tone to adjust the contrast of the darker areas of the photo. The next two slots that I have are color chrome effect and color chrome FX blue. Not all cameras have those settings uh, and those just help make some of those colors richer. It's not necessarily a super important setting to me, which is why they're kind of closer to the end. But if I do want to increase the richness of reds, greens, blues, yellows, then I'll adjust either color chrome effect or color chrome FX blue. After that, I have my, what I call my detail adjustments, which are the clarity, sharpness, and noise reduction settings. Those are the next three slots in my quick menu. For the last two slots, I just threw dynamic range priority in there just to 
see what the camera would do if I pick uh, one of the dynamic range priority settings. And then the last one in the lower right, I have the LCD brightness. And I actually adjust this quite a bit. If I'm in bright sunlight, I'll turn it up. If I'm in darker scenes, I'll turn it down to save the battery power. So that's what I have programmed in the Q menu and why. You can see that it's a logical workflow. It's all arranged in the steps that I take when I am photographing or styling an image, uh, recording the JPEG, when I want to get that styling just right. So I process it in the camera. I go through that entire workflow in our perfect Fujifilm JPEGs course. Uh, you can find that at photocourses.link slash JPEG without the E. Uh, that is also included in our Fujifilm photographer membership. Uh, and you can use that coupon pod 20 for 20% off all that. So those recommendations though, that's great for JPEG photography, but what if you don't care about JPEG photography? How can you utilize the quick menu if you are only recording the raw files? So here are some ideas. And again, you'll see that they are arranged uh, logically, not just some random order of settings. But first, you probably don't care about the transparent background, so you can set the background to black to minimize those distractions. You could, as an example, have all of your focus settings on the first row. So that might be your AFC custom setting, your face eye detection setting, subject detection setting, and your manual focus assist. The second row, you could have your shooting settings, like image stabilization, the shutter type, the photometry mode, and flicker reduction. And then maybe on the third row, and this is for 12 settings, the third row, you could have some flash and other miscellaneous settings, like the flash function setting, flash compensation, the self timer, and of course the LCD brightness. The beauty again of having all of these things in the quick menu rather than the regular menu is that you can just highlight whatever it is that you want to change and then use the command dial to change it. You don't need to go into any sub menus that are like six deep like you might find if you went into the regular camera menus. So those are my recommendations for the Q menu. Spend some time with that menu and choose how many slots and which background type you want if your camera model allows for those modifications. Program your quick menu in a logical order and or an organization that makes sense for your workflow, whether that's for JPEG styling or raw photography. And once you have that programmed and know how to use it efficiently in a manner that complements your workflow, I hope it can help you create better photos. Thank you for listening to the Better Fuji Photos podcast. If you have any Fujifilm or photography related questions that you'd like to have answered on an episode here, please use the link in the show notes to send those in. Help keep this podcast alive by rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast wherever you prefer to listen. Thanks again, stay creative, and we'll see you in the next episode.